0: All right, National Football League fans, what's going on? Welcome back. I'm Jeff Hartman, joined by Wesley Coleman for another episode of Opinion or Fact. We have been busy this week with a lot of topics as it pertains to the National Football League. This show is all based around the hot-button topics we are talking about. it. Shorter, shorter show. We're typically 12 to 15 minutes in length to give you our take on these topics. We talked about everything from... Running backs, will they strike? Yesterday, we talked about the gambling problem. We talked about Patrick Mahomes blowing off a fan at a golf tournament who wants an autograph. Now, Wesley, as I bring you in, not only welcome to the show, but you wanted to have a correction about that running back show. I'll give you the floor. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I just want to say um, I I, I cover the New Orleans Saints on the Don't Patrol podcast, and I called Alvin Kamara a second-round draft pick. He was drafted in the third round. The Saints traded a future second in order to move up and draft him. But uh, definitely, he's a, a third-round draft pick. Kind of sticks the point of what I was saying as those, those early-round guys are uh, um, few and far between, though.
0: Hey, you're a man of your word. You came in and said you made a mistake. We all do that. That's fine. And today's topic is one that I find absolutely fascinating, not only with the National Football League, but also when you compare it to other professional sports leagues, mainly the Major League Baseball, and the NBA. Those two entities are absolutely insane when it comes to contracts. You've heard max contract terms being thrown around the NBA. I mean, there's guys that are basically the sixth man on a team that are getting max contracts in the uh, National Basketball Association. It's just insane. Before we even talk about the NFL and the way they structure their contracts, Leslie, what is your take on the comparison between the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball?
1: Well, I mean... I mean, baseball has just gone insane with how the length of the contracts where you're paying guys, you're you're being forced now to pay guys when you 100% know that they will not be good. Um, and it's the only one that's having that big of a problem with this number. Um, NFL and NBA have both done a really good job of keeping most of their contracts in the three- to five-year range. Every once in a while with a younger player, you can get a little bit longer than that. But the, they understand that. Baseball, the 10-year contracts, to becoming a normal thing for the superstars But the way baseball works, they're signing that contract when they're 27, 28, 29, maybe even 30, like um, Albert Pujols, when he was, you know, could barely walk um, (laughs) towards the end. And he could still swing a bat, but he could barely get around the bases by the end of his contract. Um, It's just, I mean, you're you're setting yourself up with baseball. And then basketball, I'm a huge basketball fan. I have no idea what the every player has a different max based on what they were making the year before and how many years their last contract was and when they were drafted like max contract doesn't mean like every player can max out at 45. No, this player can max out at 37. This player can max out at 52. I- I'm not sure that I understand it. And we've got some role players in the NBA making $20 million a year. Now, I mean, I'm not sure if I understand that. it's A, <laughs> a, a lot of the contracts or I can say that any sport I'm, Losing track of how large the contracts are getting, yeah. um, and and I, I don't I don't know if it ever stops.
0: Well, and then when you look at the NFL, you know, Justin Herbert just signed his contract with the Chargers, a huge deal. And you know, I, I always point back to different points, at least in my life that I remember. And like for instance I remember that Sam Bradford was the last quarterback that came into the NFL that got to negotiate a big yep. money deal before the new collective bargaining agreement was signed. And that was at, that was when rookies were getting over $9 million a year and you're like this guy's never done anything, how can they get this contract? And then I look at people like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, remember when he got the I think it was 50 million and it was so much of it was guaranteed and people flipped out. I mean, I thought that people were going to go nuts when you're listening to the national pundits. You're seeing what people are writing in articles all about. I can't believe the Vikings are giving this guy this much guaranteed money. Fast forward to Deshaun Watson, over $250 million in guaranteed money. No one will tell me that the NFL owners and representatives were absolutely livid that the Cleveland Browns gave him that contract because it set a standard that no one else even wants to touch. But now guaranteed money has become a thing. Joey Porter Jr. of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a team I cover for the Steel Curtain Network, finally signed his rookie deal. First three years, fully guaranteed. Got his signing bonus, uh, guaranteed. These, This is what the players want. Why? Most likely because they're seeing it in other sports. Baseball, basketball, fully guaranteed contracts. You sign on the dotted line, you're getting that money no matter what. Just ask Bobby Bonilla uh, in the New York Mets from way back when. But still, what is a contract anymore in the National Football League like that's the question and that's the topic here like what is a contract It, it doesn't seem like it is, exists anymore.
1: I think there's a conversation that can be had where I understand rookies coming in and they how short the the NFL career is and that they may never have a second contract no matter what position or how high they're drafted it happens a lot. So I understand of whatever slot you're at of wanting as much of a guarantee. What I don't understand is a player like Chris Jones, who has signed a four-year, $80 million deal, which is great money, $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he doesn't want to play the fourth year. He's refusing to show up because instead of $20 million, he now believes he's worth $30 million. And so what I don't understand, and so let's go back. If we go back three years, if the Chiefs would have come to him and said, hey, we want to give you a three-year deal, he'd have said, no, 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 I need that fourth year. Right. Now he doesn't want to show up for the fourth year because there's not enough money. So I, I really have a problem with that. And I, I guarantee you, when I, I, we could go back and research this. And there was probably some negotiation about the Chiefs wanting to sign him to a three, two- or three-year deal, him wanting four or five. And they they agreed on four. And now he doesn't want to play. I, I just, it, it, it leaves kind of a, a bad taste in my mouth. When somebody, I understand when a rookie's coming in, this may be the only check they ever get. This guy's... He's he's gonna have a hundred million dollars in in, his, in earnings in his career, and twenty million this next year is not enough.
0: It's it's definitely a. a it's, there are some situations where you feel like they're getting some bad advice from an agent who says, "Hey, like look, this guy's gotten this deal." You could probably push to get this. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to leverage this. Or maybe if you go back to Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens, not having representation, how did that muddy the waters between him and the Ravens organization? There's no buffering there where the Ravens can't say to an agent, look, man, we're concerned. He's going to get hurt. And we're concerned that he's not going to be able to play. Instead. They're, they're trying to tiptoe around Lamar Jackson being his own representation. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of areas here with with the team and the organization but hey, here's the thing about a player. You bring up a great point about the contract. I think back and, and I'll give you a very recent example. Bud Dupree. So he's drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He goes to Tennessee, it doesn't work out, and in this offseason he gets released. Everyone knew he was going to get released. He gets brought into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like we want to bolster our outside linebacker depth. We'd love to have you back. Well, what does he do? He goes to Atlanta. Why? He was very open about this. I found it fascinating. In Atlanta, they gave him a one-year deal. Pittsburgh wanted to give him a two-year deal. So most of us think, well, why wouldn't he want a two-year deal? No, he wanted a one-year deal because he wanted to get paid one year. He wanted to perform at a high level, and then he wanted to cash in one more time before he basically has aged himself out of the league. So he's trying to get that bag one last time, and I understand that. In some instances, when you look at Bud Dupree, he's a good example. When you look at his age, look at productivity, you look at outside linebackers and how much they're making. Yeah, you probably have one more shot at getting that big payday. So you got to do what you got to do. And so he turned down the Steelers two year deal. He took the one year deal with the Falcons and he's betting on himself. That's fine. You have that availability. But at the same time, I think about from a player's perspective, cashing in and being greedy. Those are. It's a very fine line. Like you said, Chris Jones is making a lot of money. This isn't a Bud Dupree situation where he's just trying to make that one last multi-year deal. Not sure I understand his standpoint in this specific case.
1: I mean, but it comes down to something, and I mean, we get back to you know a a man is only as good as his word. You're literally signing a legal contract yeah. that you're going to show up and play football, and this is the amount of money that that you're agreeing to. Um, and don't get me wrong. I, I understand that people outperform contracts. I also understand that people underperform contracts and then they don't get one or the NFL cuts them. That's why there is a certain amount of money that is guaranteed. And as much as I'm not really happy with Chris Jones, or I don't understand where he's coming from, I, I will not be a fan of his because of this. You brought up Lamar Jackson, who I think is way worse because at least Chris Jones is doing this at the start of the preseason going, this is where I'm making my stand before the season starts. Lamar Jackson, was healthy enough to play football games at the end of last year and refused to be out there. Oh, and I, I hate did. that they gave Whoa, him a penny. Wow. That guy should that that team should have said no. I, I I I I can't believe that he got anywhere close to what he did because he 100 in the middle of the year at the end of the year when his team is trying to make the playoffs decided I am not with you guys. This is when I will make my stand when it hurts my teammates the most.
0: This is, I hey, I live in Maryland. This was a hot button topic in the area. There's a the lot of people, a whole different that, level of just bad
1: decision making and being a terrible. Well, there negotiator. were the
0: people, there were people like yourself that said he's healthy enough to play, he should be playing. S- several, I mean, you think about some of the gutsiest performances you could think of in playoff history, and he's standing on the sideline. Then there were the people that said, oh, well, you know, he's got to look after himself. I see both lines of thought, but still at the same time. It, hey, I'm a I'm a Steeler fan. Of course, I'm not going to ever pull or be side with a Raven. Like, get out of here. That's not going to happen. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, if, if the
1: Ravens had not made a single, even remotely okay contract offer to Lamar Jackson, then maybe I understand that they're just treating him terrible and they're not doing good, and he has to, hey, I need my future. They offered him hundreds of millions of dollars already. Mm-hmm. He just wanted more yeah. money. So it's not like they didn't offer him what was a fair contract originally. Um And and then he could have accepted. It's not like they were like, well, no, we want you to play year to year. We want to franchise tag you next year. We don't want to give you any guaranteed money. They they were offering him fair contracts. He just wanted more. So, so again, there's good negotiation when you are truly being undervalued. And then like you said, there's, there's a part where you're being greedy and where do you draw the line?
0: let me ask you about one player in one contract that is definitely not the norm at the position. And that's Patrick Mahomes. We talked about him on Monday and him with the autograph session or or lack thereof at the golf tournament. And he signed, I want to say it wasn't a 10 year deal. It was like a seven year deal. I believe I'm not sure if you have that in front of you, but still Patrick Mahomes contract. It was not Justin Herbert who signed a four year extension and gets $183 million guaranteed or whatever that number was. And You talk about underperforming. There's going to come a time, and this is what I was going to ask you. At what point does Patrick Mahomes go to the Chiefs and say, hey, guys, it's time that we sit down and and try to figure something out? Like, that's my, I guess that's my question for you. So, to be fair, so so
1: Patrick Mahomes' contract was a 10-year, $450 million deal. Okay. Now, his his was particular in the fact that it says 10 years and it says 450 but and I don't have to dig into the specifics but it was really like a four-year 200 million dollar deal okay it was the way the money would move around and what he would get um and it's fully um like it's guaranteed that they have to renegotiate I think it's after this year maybe after the, the year after um but it gave both kind of not really both it gave the team an out. Um, to where they could pay him a bunch of money and get out of it Um, but then um, gave Mahomes enough to where he's gonna outperform it and they're gonna have to renegotiate with him because he has like and i'm again i'm making up numbers he has a 80 million dollar cap hit coming or something like that yeah um which you talked about herbert justin herbert is getting 100 million dollars in the next 12 months it's the (laughs) largest amount that any player will ever receive in one year the first year of a contract
0: oh my gosh i can't even wrap my head around that like justin herbert who has
1: no playoff wins
0: none we're i mean
1: so we're gonna we're gonna talk about justin herbert and i mean joe burrows joe burrows gonna do whatever he wants now he said that he's gonna sign a a team-friendly deal because he wants them to keep his receivers but we'll see if that actually happens when it comes down to the difference between 40 and
0: 60 million dollars I mean, as a Steeler fan, I hope the Bengals – hey, just back the Brinks truck up. Just like seriously, just pay him whatever the hell he wants. Give him $200 million, That's fine. Like put him in cat purgatory for the next 10 years. I would love it. But at the same time, Burrow's got to look at this. And say, I've been to a Super Bowl. Like we've yeah. been a really good team since I've come into the league. This guy has done nothing, and he gets that. Come on now. And Drafted I think Patrick, first overall by yeah. the
1: worst team in the league, stayed with the worst offensive line in the league, and yep. took him to the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, that's his division. I can't think that he's not looking at what Justin Herbert got and thinking we might need to have some d- discussions after this year. You know, I, we just won the Super Bowl last year. We got a good team coming back. Hey, contracts, man, ever evolving. What are your final thoughts here, Wesley, before you call it a show?
1: Well, there's there's, a, there's an ebb and flow here. There's a balance because we're talking about Chris Jones wants 10 more million dollars a year when in a year or two, Patrick Mahomes is going to get another 10 or $15 million a year from him. And at some point you start making decisions about where does that money come from? And there's certain players that are going to, I don't think there's very many players anymore. that are taking team friendly deals, but yeah. they'll take fair deals that yeah. are extremely a, a lot of money. Um, and then there's players that are, I'm getting as much as I can. This is that extra $10 million a year matters to me over the next five years. And my great, great grandkids are never going to work. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs got a decision to make because if they're going to give this money to Chris Jones, um, they've already decided that Tariq Hill, who's generally regarded as the best wide receiver in football, if not one of the two or three, was not worth an extra $10 million a year. They did just fine. Nobody even knows he's gone. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: Can there's they also point. do
1: that with Chris Jones? What what two five million dollar players are now gone and that depth is gone because they need Chris Jones? Um, what what there's twenty million dollars of money gonna be gone in the next couple of years if they're both getting raises, Mahomes and Jones. The money's got to come from somewhere, and uh, all these gambling contracts aren't just going to keep uh, going up and up <laughs> to where the NFL just has more revenue than where they can just spend whatever they want.
0: You have to know a couple things about the NFL, and I think about the Steelers. Omar Khan is their current GM, he was their salary cap guru prior to becoming the GM and being promoted. Uh, there's a reason why to be able to manipulate the numbers, to be able to shape a contract that gives you flexibility is going to be very, very important moving forward. So, when you have these teams that are always in. Salary cap hell with a lot of it's because of the contracts they've given to players and they can't get out of them and they can't move money around without adding void years, which literally is just kicking the can down the road. You're going to have to pick it up at some point. But I, I do think eventually, you know, something that Mike Florio of pro football talk, love him or hate him. He brought this up and I said, two. it's not a bad idea. He said, at what point is a quarterback going to say, I want a percentage of the salary cap. The salary cap goes up. I'm getting more of it. I want 10%. I want whatever percentage. Maybe that is that the next thing for contracts. I don't know. It's something to think about.
1: Yeah. And if, uh, college coaches started that a few years ago where there's multiple college coaches that have contracts that they get like $1,000 more than the highest paid coach in college football. There was a couple <laughs> of coaches that they had that. And so there's like this circular thing going around. <laughs> I think it's hundred thousand dollars more, but like whatever contract somebody else comes and sign, the next yeah. year they get a raise to a hundred thousand above that. And then somebody, so there's going to be things like that, that at some point um, are going to, are going to happen. And you're going to be in salary cap problems when you, yep. when you run across that for sure.
0: It's going to be like an escalation clause, you know, like one of those things where just, Hey, he gets that. I get off of here. He gets, I'll that. take one. <laughs> All right, Wesley, very good. A hey, next week we'll probably have a whole nother slew of topics to discuss as the NFL cycle is just kicking off. Uh, any any final thoughts before we call a show, Wesley?
1: Nope. I'm excited the NFL season's starting. Hopefully, uh, I know for my New Orleans Saints, we had every single player is now past the physical and is at practice, which is a huge deal for us with uh, who who we have on the on the roster coming back. Um, if you want to hear anything about the New Orleans Saints, you can find me on Twitter at, at dome patrol pcast or at hoot wesley 13
0: absolutely you can find my work at the steel curtain network just search steelers you'll find our feed there or you can find me on twitter at j hartman h-a-r-t-m-a-n underscore p-i-t we thank you for listening this week we really enjoyed these shows we'll see you next week